You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. This is Mickey. Cool. Okay, (laughs) we're here. (laughs) We're going a little bit crazy in our... Uh, houses like I'm sure everybody else is so this episode should be fun Um, but let's go ahead and dig into our highs and lows and get it started okay Um, let's see my high happened today Um, you know we're all contained at home luckily my husband just started his week off so the four of us are um, hanging out at home the weather's been nice so we've been trying to play outside a lot and um, this afternoon Uh, so Mike started like just nailing some boards to a tree to like start making like a tree house which he's super excited about and he's like really trying to get the kids on board but um, so we were out there kind of working on that and and Piper was outside and wearing like a fleece onesie jammies and it was like getting kind of warm and she was all sweaty so she like unzips the top and like pulls the top down so she's just like topless outside which I mean we have acreage and no one can see anything and we're like okay whatever and she said something about oh because I was like I need a hug and she's like okay but it's gonna be a nudie hug and it was just like (laughs) and Michael like heard the word nudie and so he disappears and I'm like where did Michael go and then he comes out the back door in his underwear and rain boots. And he's like, it's a nudie party. I'm nudie. And we all look and laugh. We're like, okay, that's funny. I was like, whatever. If you want to run around in your underwear, go for it. And then he disappears again. And then I'm like, where'd he go? And he comes out butt naked in <laughs> on our back porch. And just like, just because, of course, we were dying laughing. So he was like, Mr. Entertainer. But it was so freaking funny. And he just comes out all proud. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't even have socks on. Look. And he has to take each boot off to show us that he's not even wearing socks. <laughs> like, you know what? Go for it, dude. If you need to be free outside, go for it. No one's around. We have nowhere to be for any any future amount of time. Um, yeah. So we just, oh, God. It was so funny. And I just died laughing. is also kind of happening today so so i got a prescription for retin-a from my doctor a while ago and i think i've mentioned this before on here maybe i'm not sure but um i was using it for a while and didn't really notice anything but i'm not very good at staying like consistent with anything in my life um (laughs) so i'm like okay we're gonna be you know home for the next six weeks like now's a good time to work on my skincare routine so the other night I like washed my face I finally like put it on slathered all over my face whatever yesterday I noticed like some dryness but today my skin is so red and blotchy is that what you got going on on your cheeks yeah it goes longer like it gets dark it's getting darker and darker and of course I had to go meet like a client today to pick up some stuff to embroider so and it's to the point where my husband's like what is up with your face (laughs) (laughs) my cream like I think it's okay it doesn't hurt or anything he's like it just looks painful like are you okay I was like yeah it's fine and then I said something at dinner um about like oh I'm beautiful something but 
like at, for one of my kids, but my son looks at me and goes, "You are not beautiful with that stuff on your face or something." Like, oh, one. But also, that's mean. And I met, I went and met this lady, and I like get out of the car, and I was like, "Oh, just so you know, I'm completely healthy. I'm just having like a reaction to my." <laughs> But, like, you can't tell on the video right now as bad. Like, it's way worse in person. Oh, and my now, gosh. And also, before I left to go meet her, I was, like, kind of panicking. Because Mike's like, what's up with your face? So, I was like, I'm going to go put some makeup on real quick. And I have this, like, a tinted, it's like a moisturizer, like, skin veil stuff, it's called. So, I, like, go in the bathroom. And it's, like, a little too light for me but I, <laughs> like, like, you know? but I like slather it on all over my face like lotion but then it, I look in the mirror and it just like the <laughs> healing skin showed through it was <laughs> disgusting and I go I just die and I go out and I show Mike I'm like you gotta look at my face and he's like oh my god I was like I look like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars he's like the gross gross old wrinkly guy it was so <laughs> I had to go wash my face again. I was like, I guess I'm just rocking this. <laughs> like, whatever. So I have that going on, which I Googled it, and it's just a normal, like, reaction. And apparently once I'm through, it's called the retinoid uglies. Once I'm through with that, I will have baby, soft, beautiful, poreless skin. We'll see. Perfect. Okay. Well, it's a good timing to have the uglies. <laughs> I know. I was like, I only have to see one. Of course, I had to see her today, which I was not planning on. But otherwise, I won't see anyone for six weeks. So I could be as ugly as I want. And no one will know. Yeah. That's oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should keep us, like, posted with the picture journey. Of, yeah. Like, how bad it gets and then if it gets much better. Yeah, I hope so. I It's supposed to, like, make your pores and like clear up your skin and must wrinkles and like miracle everything so we'll have to follow along and hopefully it turns out <laughs> so what about you what are your highs and lows so I had a few different scenarios I wanted to choose from uh but I think I'm gonna go let's see I okay so I think my high is gonna be this weekend we didn't leave the house like at all um and we had we bought a microwave a while ago that we've been wanting to put in just because we lived that no microwave life for a really long time and it was awesome and fine and we were used to it and then our last house had one and it made things way easier and then we had a baby and we moved and this house had no microwave and it just like is such a pain in the butt to heat everything up on the stove. The most annoying thing ever. And so we found this really cool microwave that has like fit settings on it. So it can, you can like heat up vegetables without zapping all the nutrients and stuff out of them. Oh, cool. It's actually like the fanciest, coolest microwave I've ever seen. It has like a rack in it, which mm-hmm. is a, like a non-aluminum rack. Mm-hmm which I don't even know what it's for. Like, I don't even know all the things that we can actually do with this microwave. So, so excited about that. And while my husband was installing that, I decided to clean our oven, which I tried to clean it before Thanksgiving. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but I got interrupted and then we ended up having to use it. And it just was like, I don't know what caused all this grease and like horrible stuff on the door, especially disgusting, could not get it off. So I was like, okay, well, he's doing this. I'm going to hunker down and scrub out this oven. 
And I figured out, I tried a bunch of different things, but I figured out thieves, the thieves cleaner, like the, you, there's a formula you can mix it up to be like a heavy degreaser. I tried that first, kind of was helping. Then I grabbed vinegar, baking soda, and lemon essential oil, put that baby on there, took a sponge and a razor blade, and I have never cleaned an oven, like, successfully in my life, and I felt like the truest form of adult like (laughs) killing it like I cleaned this oven it looked so good um yeah I was so proud of myself so I was like wow I feel really grown up today yeah um and accomplished so that was good my lows I just don't even know just everything else (laughs) there's really nothing specific that's happened that I can think of um just like my heightened anxiety with everything going on right now I guess probably like the lowest point was um I wanted to go to the store on Saturday by myself because we had been in the house just Nora and I and I hadn't really had any time to myself and we didn't really need anything we were just gonna buy a couple extra essentials well actually we still need toilet paper I think I mentioned that last week still can't find it so that's frustrating. Um, but I was just going to go and just kind of like try to get out of the house. This was before like the major social distancing was recommended, but it was still like a recommendation. So I get in the car and I'm like pumped to just go somewhere by myself. And I like, I like pull up to the parking lot and it was only like 10 o'clock and the parking lot was completely packed full of people. And I just like started freaking out and like had this like minor panic attack, like horrible feeling in my gut like I can't go into the store I just couldn't bring myself to do it mm-hmm. because all I do is sit at home and research the crap out of this virus and it's like the knowledge makes me feel more in control so it's helpful but then it's also like I know so much about it and yeah. just like and again, I think I said this last week, I don't want to scare you guys because some of you might not be like wanting to know a lot about it. But I just everything about it that I read was like spiraling around in my brain. I was like, I can't like I can't go in there. And fortunately, we didn't really like need anything right then. Um, but I sat in the car for a while and played around on Instagram and listened to music and like <laughs> cried. <laughs> like a good 10 minutes and then text my husband I was like I'm not going in I'm coming home no. and I came home and I put in a grocery order and it's coming on Wednesday and hopefully it actually is still able to come by the time Wednesday is here <laughs> so yeah I guess that's my low which I guess kind of is a good segue for what our topic is about tonight um you know honestly we've been we've been planning this episode for quite a while and we were planning on doing it in March because, you know, we're nearing the end of winter and seasonal depression is really common, especially a lot of times for mothers when we're, you know, trapped at home or, I mean, just for anybody, it's, it's so common. So we wanted to do this episode in March anyway. And just with the heaviness of this virus that's going around and everything happening in the world, it just seemed like really good timing. So that's what our episode is about tonight, and we have a really great guest who's going to be joining us. So she was born and raised in Bellingham, 
She is a mama to the cutest little girl, Tilly, and an adorable fur baby dog, Buddy. She's a savvy and creative businesswoman running multiple successful businesses and making it look easy. She considers herself a stay-at-home mom that also works from home, and we love seeing everything she puts out there. Please welcome to the show, Megan Travis. All right, welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. We're happy for you to be here, too. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I'm Megan Travis. Uh, Most people know me as Megan Lee. Um, I'm a wife, a mom. I have a a 19-month-old daughter, Matilda, um, a dog, and uh, I own... Megan Lee Designs is my jewelry business, and I've had that for about 17 years now. This is my 17th year. Um, And last year, I started a little side gig called Gentle Cycle Baby Company, and I sell gently used baby clothing. I use an online platform called Kittizen. It's an app that you download. Um, And I also sell in person to a lot of different local moms. Um, And then I also have a little side business doing home decor. My grandpa and I make a lot of different wood projects and I sell those also. Cool. Oh my gosh. Busy, busy, busy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. So we wanted to have you on tonight to talk about mental health, um, kind of with the emphasis on maternal mental health and just mental health for women in general, especially busy boss ladies that, you know, are trying to balance it all. And so we thought you'd be the perfect guest for this. So thank you again for joining us. And we we're just going to dive right in and kind of talk about the elephant in the room with society right now. And that is the Um, coronavirus and the social distancing that we're all practicing at this time and I thought it would be kind of a good way to kick this podcast off is to kind of dive into you know how we're each coping with this and handling it and just Mm -hmm. kind of you know what our thoughts are on this totally um yeah mental health is something I'm extremely passionate about and um if I'm actually grateful that this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic happened at this time in my life, because if it would have been in previous years, I probably would have been a complete mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have some um, tools of my tool belt to kind of um, work through this and um, and get through it. Um, yeah, uh, I guess for me... Um, I just look at it as I need to be um, a participant. Um, And I don't, I think the biggest thing for me and what's the most helpful is staying off of social media. Um, Unless it's like positive. I found that Facebook is a lot worse than Instagram. There's Mm. just so much, so much misinformation and I'll be having a totally um, kind of almost relaxed day. And then the minute I go on Facebook, I just kind of feel my body and just, um, my mind go down the rabbit hole. Um, I'm also a very empathetic person. So I'm kind of a sponge when it comes to other people, like feeling anxious. And so trying to find those boundaries, uh, 
and keep them are challenging sometimes, especially in this um, situation. Uh, oh, yeah. Another thing that's been super helpful for me uh, with the whole coronavirus is just writing a daily grateful list. This is something I've always done um, for the past couple of years, but um, when there's so many negative things going on and so much fear and anxiety, like intentionally focusing on writing good things that happened in your day, like they've done scientific research about how it changes your brain chemistry and makes you focus. Um, it changes your focus from the negative to the positive. And when you do it repeatedly, your mind starts to only focus on the positive and it's, it goes from negative thinking to positive thinking and so for me, uh, that's something that I have to practice and be very mindful about every day. I love that. That's such a good idea. I keep trying to do that. I have like this guided journal that helps you kind mm -hmm. of do that. And I just like, you have to get in the routine of it. That's, but that's such a good idea right now too. I didn't even think that that would be such a good tool. That's really helpful. Yeah, I just keep it simple. Um, and it's it needs to be like a discipline thing too. Um, you know, don't like shame yourself for not doing it, but you know, maybe start small, like do three things a day for a week and then go to five things and then try to get up to 10. Cause the goal is that if you're having a hard day and you write a grateful list, by the end of the list, you're supposed it's supposed to change. Like you're you're so focused on the negative, you have to think really hard about the positive. And by the end of the list, then you're switched. And I do it right before bed because nice. that's when my mind is really racing the most. And then it kind of does that switch and helps me to like get into the parasympathetic nervous state and, um, um, and sleep. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, like I'm guilty of scrolling Facebook right before I go to bed too. And it is so negative and to get in that mm -hmm. habit of instead of you know ending your day with this potentially really negative toxic habit switching mm -hmm. into something like that that can be so much more beneficial especially at times like these yeah yeah I actually made a new rule um probably about a month ago and it's that I keep my phone plugged in on my dresser which is across the room um, my hope was that my husband and I would not have our phones in the room at all, but that is really challenging with his job. And, uh, just for emergency reasons, I don't like to not have it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, just not having it available if I can't fall asleep to just like lean over and pick it up and go on and start scrolling. I recently, um, downloaded an app blocker on my phone and it lets you set, um, time restrictions so I have a problem where I it's like the first thing I do in the morning is get on Facebook I think because I'm a pretty social person but I don't have a lot of social opportunities in my life right now um so I'm like I would find myself getting up and just laying in bed on Facebook while like the rest of my household is moving on and it was just not something that I wanted to be doing. So I put a little app blocker on my phone that stops at 10 o'clock at night and it goes until like, I think I have it at nine o'clock in the morning, which is when I, after I drop my kids off at school and I like block Facebook, Instagram, like any games on my phone. So that way, if I like go to try to log on to them, it says, Oh, you've like, you've tried one time so far, go do something more productive. And that's helped a lot. 
Um, awesome. it, yeah, made me, it holds me accountable. It reminds me how many times I've tried to get onto Facebook and um, mm-hmm. yeah, just a little bit of accountability and a nice reminder. I, I got to get that app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, on the, the newer Androids, um, I got a, a newer Android a couple months ago and it, it's built into the phone. And then I know the newer, the newer iPhones, I don't know the different iPhone numbers, but I know the last two iPhones have it built in as well. Um, but yeah, I actually, when I got the phone, utilized that. And then a couple of times, just because um, I sell things on Facebook market also, um, I found myself going over the time. And so I turned it off, but yeah, definitely a good resource for um, figuring out how much time we spend doing that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it can be, it's, it can be so toxic and, you know, a lot of us conduct our businesses on social media. And so it's just hard to turn that off (laughs) at any Mm -hmm. point. And with, you know, with the current thing with the coronavirus, I've just, I'm just home and I sell real estate. And so, I mean, things are, it's already kind of like a slower season. It's still busy, but and things are definitely a lot different with all the uncertainty uncertainty going on right now. So I just find myself like diving into my phone, almost looking for drama happening with the virus just because I'm like <laughs> addicted to it now. I'm like addicted to finding out what's yeah. going on and I'm just feeding this anxiety that I have. Um, but one positive thing that I think is coming from it is with technology is just seeing people come together and do a lot of these virtual thing connections, virtual connections. Like I'm, I am part of fit for mom stroller strides and we're doing all of our workouts virtually. We're having coffee meetups and happy hours virtually. And it's just, it's really been nice to like use technology and social media as such a positive thing and to kind Mm -hmm. of hopefully re wire like that part of my brain that this doesn't just have to be like this anxiety inducing thing like it can be used for good so yeah Yeah. we can one one more thing I wanted to say about the um, current situation I know it's so scary but I found this really cool um, post that somebody did and it's it's just like a little quote and I thought it'd be really cool to read it it brought me a lot of hope on the matter And because I know so many of us are dealing with a lot of anxiety about this and this just made me feel really good. So I thought I would share it on here. Um, It just says, when all of this is over, may we never again take for granted a handshake with a stranger, full shelves at the store, conversations with neighbors, a crowded theater, Friday night out, the taste of communion, a routine checkup, the school rush each morning, coffee with a friend, the stadium roaring, each deep breath, a boring Tuesday life itself when this ends may we find that we have become more like the people we wanted to be we were called Mm. to be we hope to be and may we stay that way better for each other because of the worst yeah that's great that's awesome yeah so hopefully we can find some some positivity out of all of this um as if we don't have enough mental health problems to deal with anyway as mothers and women um and we can kind of dive in a little bit to just like the general 
pretend that all of this wasn't going on. Just kind of the general struggles that we deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, my journey through motherhood has been a lot different than I expected. Um, I had like great pregnancies, great births, everything was fine that I thought um, until my youngest was about, I think he was like about two or so. And um, I was just really, really struggling with everything, <laughs> like keeping up with the house. Um, I just found myself not being able to like sit and just give my kids my undivided attention. I was just really unmotivated and exhausted all the time. And I just kind of realized, like I had always written it off as, oh, I have two little kids and I'm just like exhausted and not sleeping well and whatever. But I was getting plenty of rest. My kids were getting a little older and a lot easier. And I just like felt like something wasn't right. So I went in and um, I, I think it's like a whole journey, but I think that I went in and um, started counseling, which I had had a, um, a history of depression years ago, but it was after I lost my dad and that was like a pretty traumatic experience. So I didn't know if it was just like situational depression or what, but I once I realized that something didn't feel right in my life, I was like, okay, I know that I need to get in and talk to someone. So um, I started doing some counseling, which is amazing. And I'm such a huge proponent for counseling. I need to get back into it. I stopped going because I had just a bad experience with this person. But um, in the beginning, it was super helpful. I um, got diagnosed with um, chronic severe depression and um, I got on medication for it uh, we discovered that I also have ADHD which was like a huge revelation for me um, just like looking back as far as my childhood and looking at where I am now uh, it was it was it was interesting for sure it explained a lot of things that I had been struggling with so um, just my biggest takeaway from all of that I just thought motherhood would be like the easiest I wouldn't say easy but like oh it's just joy and I knew I always wanted to be a mom and that it was like my calling and that it was going to be like your happiness and it just I found myself struggling so so much more than I ever expected and even now um, it's been a few years and I've like found a good um, balance in my medication and a great doctor that's really supportive um, I just every once in a while will kind of like find myself slipping back into that and for me my depression itself as um, like fatigue I just have I'm just tired all the time and I have no energy and mentally like I just noticed myself um really trying to distance myself from everyone but especially my family which is the worst part I just find myself avoiding my kids and I stay home and I'm their primary caregiver my husband goes to work and um 
that's really the hardest struggle when I'm like, I know I'm home and my kids are out there having fun and I just like cannot bring myself to be around them. So that's the the biggest struggle that I have that no amount of counseling or medication is really like taken, gotten rid of that. It kind of comes and goes and um, yeah, definitely my, my biggest struggle. I think that's a pretty common struggle, I would say, too. You know, I feel like that's something that a lot of people are going through and probably are feeling really similar to you and just are kind of afraid to talk about, you know. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I also have, I mean, it would take five podcasts to talk about <laughs> my history with um, mental health. It's been an amazing journey though. Um, and one that I am really open to sharing, but how it's um, it's been pretty awesome. Um, just, I, I live in Whatcom County and the resources here for, um, for moms is like, I'm just so grateful to live in a community that has so many resources for women, uh, especially postpartum and like during my pregnancy, but, um, I found the best thing was to talk to somebody during my pregnancy. Um, and I was connected and I, I have to, to get this out there for people to know about, but, um, there is a, um, counseling service in Bellingham called mobile mama therapy. Um, the main counselor is Michelle Anderson. She has, uh, recently hired a, um, another counselor on and is about to hire another one because they are so busy, but she does transition into motherhood counseling. So she likes to see people when they're pregnant and then when you have the baby and instead of trying to pack up a newborn and go into a counseling office, she comes into your home and counsels you in your home until you're ready to go to the office. Um, and it's it's interesting because that in itself is such a gift, um, you know, during pregnancy and postpartum. But um, she has facilitated so much more healing than just uh, maternal and postpartum for me. Um, she is truly gifted and that she has given me so many resources and tools, um, you know, while I'm a mom and it is being a mom is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, and add being a wife to that and, us, you know, all the other roles that we have, um, it's, it's so hard, but, um, yeah. Uh, so I was diagnosed. I knew this was coming because I've struggled with anxiety my entire life, um, on and off. Um, but they kind of, what they did was created this, I call it scaffolding around my pregnancy. So I kind of like, okay, well, I've had anxiety my entire life. So chances are, I'm going to have postpartum anxiety. I don't know what that looks like, but she kind of created a plan for what would happen if I had this, this, and this happen. And she's not a prescriber, but she works with a woman, um, who's also amazing, um, uh, Lori Arndorfer, she does um, New Hope Psychiatry, and she only works with women, um, and mostly uh, women who are pregnant, and she uh, works for, 
works with women all the way up to think uh, age 50. Oh, wow. um, yeah, they just created this uh, kind of little trio for me of, of help and what would happen if I needed it. And um, luckily it didn't get too bad, but um, the last 19 months um, since having my daughter and being pregnant um, because she was a surprise, um, it's been really, really valuable to have all of that. Um, and I, I just uh, wish that more people knew about it and that it was out there uh, because these, you know, these resources are available to almost anyone these days. I mean, you can get help through the state, um, but they cover most insurances and they do like sliding scales for people who don't have insurance. So it's, it's really valuable. That's awesome. I'm, and you can even do like, um, like Skype therapy now too. Yeah. I've heard called tele- teletherapy. Mm-hmm. I actually had to sign a waiver cause I still see her bi-weekly and I had to sign a waiver and I have my appointment tomorrow and it's, everything's teletherapy now that, with the coronavirus stuff, which is, mm-hmm. um, pretty, pretty cool. Just like another, Thing we should be grateful for that you know we can sit in the comfort of our own home and get therapy on the phone to like work through things it's pretty awesome yeah I, I really like what you said about you know just a lot of people don't know about this and it's available for people and I feel like just with mental health in general a lot of people just don't know that maybe even that they're struggling with it like a lot to what Mickey said too and it took me, I'm a very anxious person. If you guys have, if you know me or if you've been listening to this podcast, you can probably tell I'm just like anxiety ridden and I have been my entire life. And mm-hmm. I, I remember so vividly when I was a kid being in the car and I thought I would get car sick all the time, but I was actually extremely anxious because I was, I thought we were lost. If I didn't know where we were, I would get car sickness, but I just, mm-hmm. I was anxious. And to this day, I always want to drive because I don't, I don't know why I've just always been like that. I mm-hmm. have severe worst case scenario anxiety. Like if we go to the beach, I assume there's going to be a tidal wave. If we go hiking, I assume the mountain is going to erupt, you know, the volcano. I mean, it's just as long as I can remember. And I, thought for sure after my daughter was born that I was gonna have postpartum depression I've battled on and off with depression like sneakily throughout my life I think um Mm -hmm. never like blaringly in my face but just kind of you know I think it's been there off and on and um my husband and I had several traumatic things happen right around the time that we got married which that would that's just a whole nother thing. <laughs> I don't want to go down on this podcast. Um, but I thought for sure, you know, I'm, I am going to be so screwed and I was just prepared for it. I didn't know the resources like you were talking about. And so I just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, tried to find ways, like give myself affirmations throughout my pregnancy. Like I, you know, I would tell myself something, something is going to happen. Like I'm going to lose the baby or there's going to be something wrong with her. Or, you know, this just, always this voice in my head saying like things are gonna go wrong especially after the trauma I've experienced you know nothing's gonna go right for me it's just everything's gonna go wrong in my life and I even looked into encapsulating my placenta which 
is supposed to have, and I don't know any of you listening, if you guys are like into that kind of stuff, it sounds super gross, but it's actually supposed to have really good benefits for postpartum depression as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up not doing it because it was extremely expensive <laughs> and I thought I would just take my chance. Um, but anyway, where was I going with that? Um, I ended up, it's almost as if having a child like shifted my anxiety. I don't want to say cured it because I'm still very anxious about different things now, but it almost was like becoming a mother put my anxiety into perspective of like the things that I was worrying about were so insignificant compared to like this greater thing that I'm doing now. And so that's one positive, you know, part of my mental health journey that was shifted and it was so crazy for me because I thought I I swore I would have put money on it that it was going to be opposite um however I had a really hard time because of my birth and we touched on this on our last episode but um my daughter I ended up having to have a c-section because my daughter was huge (laughs) and she wasn't it wasn't working the other way so anyway long story short I'm a huge planner and I was not prepared for that I I remember you know when we got home having to sleep on the couch because I couldn't go up the stairs and I remember just bawling because I couldn't wear pants and I you know didn't have nightgowns I didn't prepare for this and just all of this anger at my body that you know, it didn't do what it was supposed to do and just so much disappointment. And speaking of resources in Whatcom County, I found the Village Circle, um, mm. which is actually where I met Megan. And yeah. it is just a wonderful, amazing group where you can come and talk about anything that you're feeling in motherhood without judgment, without any kind of input or advice. It as big or small as your feelings are are completely welcome there and it honestly I think it that might have been the reason why my mental health changed for the better after Nora because of that place and those people and it was just a lifesaver and then they also have an online platform too on Facebook which was really helpful too it's like you're at home, you know, nine o'clock at night and you just got in a fight with your husband and you're feeling like a mess and you just need to like vent. And it's such a valuable thing to be able to just like put that out there and like have people, you know, I always remember like the hand on heart, Mm -hmm. you know, something that we, you know, you do to acknowledge that person when they're going through a hard time. And just like this, the simplicity that it's like knowing somebody empathizes with you is so awesome. And, you know, I think we, I know myself, I love to help people. And because I've had such a wild journey with anxiety and I've come so far and I have experienced so much healing, I want that for other people. And sometimes like, you know, me wanting to help people comes across as like advice giving and not everyone wants to have be given advice. And so it was such a cool place to just be able to sit in a circle and cry your eyes out if you needed to, or, um, and just feel supported. Like however you are feeling, just feel so supported. It was, 
I, I definitely found that extremely valuable too. And I've told a lot of people about it. Yeah. Because I mean, and even if, you know, that's not your thing or, or you're not recently postpartum in any of these challenges that we're experiencing with our mental health, like that's all we each want is to feel supported, to feel like we're not alone, to feel heard. I mean, that just somebody looking at you and saying, I understand is that's probably the greatest thing that you can do for somebody who's struggling with any Mm -hmm. kind of mental health condition. Right. So I don't, I mean, I know there's a lot of statistics out there about, you know, especially postpartum. Um, but this is just one I thought that would be really cool to share, um, to help, open people's eyes if they're feeling really alone right now. One in seven women and surprisingly one in 10 men experience serious mood and anxiety disorders during the perinatal period after the birth of a child. And I just think that those numbers are, what did you say earlier, Mickey? You said sad, but also like, (laughs) it makes me feel so much better just knowing that like, yeah, what I'm going through a lot of other people are whether they talk about it or not um yeah is it's comforting for sure it makes you feel not like not such a weirdo I guess I don't know I the whole mental health thing is so it can be such a um like a taboo topic that you know you have to be really vulnerable and open to be talking about it and just growing up it's not something that I ever talked about with anyone or ever heard people talking about um I got a degree in psychology so I'm comfortable with you know talking about whatever and I'm just a pretty open person anyways but um before that I hadn't you know well even since then I haven't found a lot of opportunities um for people to share their experiences so when I started going through those things, I it's really therapeutic for me to talk about it and write about it. So I started a blog, um, which is my Fixer Up and Sippy Cups account, which I've kind of um, eased up on lately just because I've been so busy. But I pretty well documented my um, experiences with getting diagnosed and starting counseling and all of that. And I think my favorite part of all of it besides just getting it out there and like making me feel better was how much positive feedback I got from people. And I got numerous messages on Facebook and Instagram of people that had read what I was going through. And they were like, you know, I totally have been feeling the same way too. Like something's been off and I haven't exactly noticed what it was, but I'm really not doing well and thank you for putting your story out there it made them feel more comfortable and and it kind of helped them like look at themselves and where they were at and they ended up going and the at least one person like that I'm thinking of in particular ended up going and seeking out um help and treatment and you know um helping herself in that way so I hate how like hard it is to talk about these kind of things, but I think the more that we do and the more we can normalize all of these issues that we're all having, I mean, everyone has something going on 
um, then the less, you know, ashamed you have to be or at least, you know, more comfortable and able to find resources to, to help us out and not feel so alone. Yeah, definitely. So tips on how to care for mental health. Um, we've kind of talked about a couple of them, but what are some other things that you guys each do um, to kind of help keep yourself in check? How do you catch if you're kind of spiraling and how do you, you know, stop that before it gets too far? And just some kind of general tips that we can share with our listeners in case they're feeling like, I don't know what to do. Um, I have so many, um, <laughs> but this is like the, the simplest one. And I love to share it with people because um, it was when I learned this at mobile mama therapy, by the way. Um, and it's just something that was like my daily gauge. And um, what she did was she drew a picture of like, um, you know, when you're uh, in kindergarten and you do the turkey hand and you outline your hand. Well, she just outlined my hand and on each finger she wrote um, food on one, sleep on the other, water on the other, exercise, and then support is the thumb. And she said every day you should, if you're feeling down or feeling depleted or emotional or whatever, go through and see, did, have I eaten enough today? Have I, how many hours of sleep did I get last night? How much water have I drank? Do I feel supported? Have I been able to talk to somebody about how I'm feeling? Have I taken a walk outside? And I'm not kidding you. Like every time, and I, I shared this with my husband too, and he'll do the same thing for me. Like if I'm not feeling well, he'll be like, Hey, you know, have you had enough water? Have you had he Cause he knows the five things. And he just asked me because those are our five vital things that we need every day. And there's so many times where I'm just like, oh, I'm just a little dehydrated or gosh, I forgot that I only got five hours of sleep last night or man, I haven't stepped outside and took a walk around the block to get some fresh air. And so that was something that that's been really helpful for me um, to just have a daily gauge and ask myself those things if I'm, um, you know, feeling dysregulated. Yeah, I mean, we're all we all have so much on our plates, whether we're stay at home moms, working moms, not moms at all. I mean, life is exhausting and it's consuming and, you know, it's easy to forget those basic needs to take care of ourselves. That is mm -hmm. huge. And we're going to we'll add this and any other resources into the show notes for people, if, you know, if you don't have like a pen and paper while you're listening to go back and look, but that mm -hmm. is a huge one. I think, I just think of how many times my husband will come home from work and I'm just like, by the time he's home, I'm like done. Like I'm just exhausted from being with Nora and trying to like squeeze in work on like her nap or whatever downtime I can. And I'll be kind of snappy and then I'll realize sorry, I just haven't had food today. And it's like, why is that my last priority? Mm -hmm. That's a huge, huge one. I love that. I'm mm -hmm. definitely going to try that. Um, and one anxiety go like hand in hand so much, which a lot of people don't realize. And then throw mm -hmm. hormones into that. 
And like, I just quit nursing and like, I did not realize like the effects it would have on my body. And like, I figured since I did such a slow taper, but like for like a week, I would, my blood sugar would tank, but it came in the form of almost like an anxiety attack. Hmm. And I would feel really shaky and really like almost faint. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is wrong with me? I haven't experienced this in a really long time. And it totally was my blood sugar and I needed to eat. Like, so I just know that I need to carry like a bar with me and every two hours, I just need to like have a couple bites of something. And that's just what I need. And just, just knowing those things about yourself and then respecting yourself by like having the things you need with you is very valuable. I'm tapering on nursing too. So that's a good heads up. I've been worried about what the hormones are going to do to me because I mean, freaking hormones, man, (laughs) they're so, oh, they're so awful. So that's, thank you. That's a good heads up because I'm already kind of struggling with the fact that it's coming to an end, even Mm -hmm. though I'm also super happy about it. (laughs) But Yeah, Yeah. I did not think it would affect me at all. And uh, it's definitely caught me by surprise um, in so many different ways. So just like, you know, pregnancy and becoming a mom, everything is such a journey. And it's um, so unique and different for everyone. And what weaning looks like for me looks completely different for someone else. So yeah, definitely. I think another thing just on the anxiety topic, a tip that's helped me is um, grounding yourself. So if I start to have an anxiety attack, I mean, and this sounds so like, I don't know, it sounds either really obvious or in a way it sounds kind of like, really, you think that's going to work? But grounding yourself, just feeling your feet on the ground and then also um, pointing, like pointing out things in the room. So but nothing that's going to trigger your mind to keep thinking of a story that goes with it. So if I'm sitting here right now in my bed having anxiety attack, I can look around and say, window, blinds, windowsill, mirror, wall, dresser, blankets, sheets. And just by listing like 10 to 15 things, your brain starts completely changing its pattern Mm -hmm. of thinking. But you can't be like, bed, sheets. Oh, I haven't washed the sheets. I need to do that. Oh, I, oh, look, there's all that laundry over there. So it's kind of, you know, learning how to just like rapid fire think, think, like notice things in the room. And that's, that's actually helped me so much. So that's been a huge, huge one. Thing just on that topic of grounding yourself, um, they call it a body scan and you, you started, you know, feel your feet on the ground and then you just kind of work your way up your body. Like, feel your calves, feel your, you know, butt on the chair or, you know, feel your stomach feel and you just go up your entire body. And that's something that um, I also learned that's been super helpful, um, you know, in in the the midst of a panic attack. There's actually um, a really helpful book. I wrote it down just to share with you guys. Um, It's called, I think it's called Fear. The book is called, um, gosh, I want to run in the other room and get it, but um, maybe I can do that at the end. Um, But it was just, it was a really 
good book, even for somebody who doesn't have like an anxiety disorder, but maybe they experience a panic attack for the first time. And I feel like that's when um, it's so important to like really figure out what is happening in your body because so many people and I, you know, it happened to me so young, so I didn't have the resources um, or even the support to, to go through that and learn. So, I mean, I learned fear from a really young age and it just spiraled out of control throughout my whole life. But if I would have had a book like this or known how to read a book like this um, and apply it quickly, it probably could have saved me and it could save a lot of people. And it's just um, basic, a basic um, skill to work through a panic attack. Um, and it really, really um, educates people on what's happening in our bodies and that it's so crazy, but it's natural. Like panic attacks are so scary, but they're so, it's so natural. And it's just this buildup of adrenaline that we need to release. And it just helps us to evaluate like our lives and what's going on and what's causing that adrenaline or that buildup of adrenaline in our bodies. And so um, I found that book really helpful among like, you know, 50 other books that I've read about anxiety, <laughs> but that one was especially helpful and it was an easy read. Um, I do not like digging into books that are complicated. <laughs> Perfect. We'll add that to the, to the notes too. For okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I know we're talking a lot about anxiety, um, but I feel like depression goes hand in hand with that and totally. it's really really easy to fall into a depression um you know when you're home a lot or just even when you're busy and just struggling with fighting through those emotions and the struggles to actually force yourself to do some of these things um mm-hmm. and with the climate of what's going on right now it's it's going to be a battle i think for a lot of people who already have anxiety and or depression so just you know taking the time to remember what's worked for you in the past and just kind of you know follow these guidelines that we're trying to give I mean none of us are experts but I feel like we're all experts in what we've dealt with and what's helped us so yeah I feel like um (laughs) this is I don't know if it's bad but the thing that I think mostly helps me is one, um, like just letting myself feel what I'm feeling. And luckily my, my husband is a great support person for me. Um, since I'm not going to therapy currently, I can, I have found that I can turn to him and (laughs) pretty much it always builds up. And then I have a breakdown, (laughs) which sounds horrible, but it, it is so like, cathartic being able to like and it just happened to me like last week which is why I'm trying not to be emotional but he came home from work and I just I put the kids to bed and it was just like had all built up for it it had been coming for like a month probably or more um and I had just been in bed crying by myself for like 20 minutes and he came home and he was like, what's going on? And I just, I was like, I just need a hug. I need to just cry. I need to just like say all of these awful things that I'm feeling and that I feel guilty for feeling and just like let it all out. And then it was just like, oh, kind of weight was lifted because 
sometimes the feelings that we're feeling, you just like there's so much shame behind them or guilt. Like I, mm. I feel like I don't want to be around my family or anyone. Like I feel super guilty about that, and that just makes it feel so much worse. So, as awful as it is to admit, sometimes saying those words loud can be really helpful, whether it's to uh, a loved one or a professional, which is probably the way to go, but um, it's, yeah, it can be really helpful. Or writing it or whatever you can do to have some kind of outlet can be really helpful. Great. I love that. I love that too. And just remembering, I'm, I keep harping on this, but um, you know, if you're not alone in feeling that way. I mean, the mom guilt, we've talked about this over and over again. You're probably going to feel guilty about anything and everything that you do. And I guarantee that you're not alone in feeling that way. So don't hold on to it. Get it out there. Someone that you trust and feel safe with. And it's going to help a lot. Can you guys think of any other tips? Or we can... Um, we can wrap up this segment and kind of move on to something a little lighter if you guys would like. Yeah, I have one more um, tip that I think is great. Um, I do a lot of not journaling, but I do a lot of like note taking, especially in counseling. And um, uh, this is, this kind of like goes in deeper into um like my mental personal mental health journey. But um, when I am feeling really, really good and confident and like I'm on it and I'm not struggling with anxiety or other things, like I wrote um, a letter to myself hmm. and um, just like how great I felt and what's going good and why. And, um, and then when I'm going through a really hard time, I read that letter so I know that I can feel that way again. Um, and sometimes it's counterintuitive for people and it's harder because they don't want to read that and they feel so crappy and they just want to be, you know, sit in that and have somebody sit with them. But for me, when I'm super anxious or going through a really hard time with anxiety, like I want to remember like. I will not feel like this forever. I know what it feels like to feel normal. I know what it feels like to feel good. And to reread that, it kind of like brings my senses back to that like normalcy. Um, and another thing, uh, note taking is um, create a self-care page. Um, and just, you know, it, the minute you feel anxiety come on or, you know, you just put the kids to bed or, um, got home from work and you're just like, what do I do with myself? I feel miserable. You just turn to that page and whatever jumps out at you, a hot bath, a cup of tea, go thrift shopping, like whatever your self-care looks like, um, do it. And I think so many people, um, they, they want to make themselves feel good, but they just don't know how, or they turn to the wrong things, which actually in turn make them feel worse. Like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know, everyone has their own vices, alcohol, food, sex, whatever it is. And some of those things are not bad things. <laughs> um, but having that page to turn to, um, you know, when you need it, it's nice. Um, so, you know, simple, you could get really creative and, and use 
markers and make it all pretty, but I just have a page that I turn to and um, refer to when I want to get creative and not just doing the same old thing. Like I love taking baths every day, but sometimes that's not going to do it for me. That, that's such a good idea because I find when I have my downtime for self-care, mm-hmm. I, it's almost like another stressor to figure out like, how am I going to fill this time? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I have some time for myself. What can I do? And then it's just like, I don't know. What do I do? And then I start stressing out about what to do. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. Um, and actually you reminded me, I did have one more tip too for everybody was, um, to not be afraid to try something new on your mental health journey. I love therapy. I just, I think it's awesome. And I actually just started trying hypnotherapy, which I was terrified about doing. And I've, I've only done it twice and only one time was successful. Um, because the second time my therapist was having like an off day and she took responsibility, she was distracted and, that was a little uncomfortable, but, um, just the idea of it was so out of my comfort zone because, you know, part of my personality and my anxiety, I think too, is the need to be in control. And so by kind of relinquishing that control and letting somebody hypnotize me into digging into parts of my life that I don't remember that could be causing current mental health stresses, it was a huge, scary thing new thing and I said yes to it and I mean after one session I just I feel so optimistic that it's going to be something that can help me and I'm not saying everybody go get hypnotized but whatever that version for you is like if it's therapy if you haven't tried it and you think maybe it will help you if it's journaling if it's making the self-care list you know because that's so out of your comfort zone if it's talking to somebody all these things that we've touched on whatever your out of your box thing might be try it because it could just be the thing you need. Yeah. And touching on the therapy thing that you just said, um, therapy's awesome. And even if you don't have, or you don't want to make the call, um, a therapy that has been super healing for me and it's quick, um, is EFT. And a lot of people don't know what that is. They might be thinking it's the, um, uh, emotionally focused therapy for marriages. That's a different EFT, but this is, um, uh, now I cannot think of what the EFT I'm talking about stands for. <laughs> um, uh, but it's, uh, an acupressure therapy. Um, and if you've ever had acupuncture and it's been successful for you, this is, this is also a great tool, but you can look it up on YouTube. There's thousands of EFT videos, but, um, Brad Yates on YouTube has amazing videos and I'm not kidding you. He probably has a video for every problem you could ever have. Like if you have a migraine, he has EFT for migraines. If you have anxiety, he has EFT for anxiety, but not just anxiety. He has EFT for OCD or panic attacks for there's EFT for money issues. I mean, literally everything, but, um, this was a huge, huge part of my healing, um, and a phobia actually that I worked through. Um, and I worked with a practitioner over the phone, um, remotely, like, um, through Skype for a year, um, and experienced 
so much healing just in the first couple sessions, but that's why I continued to do it because she was actually a trauma EFT practitioner. So we dug really, really deep into like childhood trauma and, um, man, it's, it's a really profound, um, type of healing. Um, so that, that was, um, really helpful for me, but there's simpler videos, EFT, um, on YouTube, Brad Yates, the Mercola website also has, um, an EFT practice practitioner, Julie Schiffman is her name. Um, and those are great and they take two minutes. And so if you're working and you're, you suddenly feel anxious or down or whatever it is, you can just go take a 10 minute break and hop in your car or even, um, you don't really, it's nice to be able to, to speak when you're doing it, but it's more just tapping on the, the pressure points. And, um, it's pretty, pretty wild, the relief you can feel in just two minutes and kind of knowing you have that, um, in your back pocket, if you need it is pretty comforting. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. That sounds really cool. Perfect. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up our topic then. Thank you guys both for being so vulnerable and open. And um, I just, I harp on it that the, just that feeling of not being alone. I appreciate you guys both for being so open about all of that. And we're going to jump into another segment of um, motherhood that helps us not feel alone. And that's our hot mess moment. Mm-hmm. So Megan, did you, were you able to come up with a hot mess moment that you'd like to share? You know, what's so funny is I had one today and I, <laughs> so I'm like, this is totally meant to be on this podcast today, but um, yeah, I did have one today. My actually I was doing like a million projects. Um, I thought it would be a great idea to start detailing my car while my daughter was taking a nap. Um, while doing like five loads of laundry and dishes in the sink. And my husband came home from work and I was doing all these things. But to him, it looked like I was half doing all of these things. <laughs> and he he decided to point that out to me. And so I told him how I felt about it. Um, and I'm pretty sure all the neighbors heard me because it was so nice out. We had the front door open and the back door open. So I would not be surprised if I got a message from my neighbor asking if everything was okay, because <laughs> I spoke very loudly and I did it in front of my daughter. And we just had a talk about um, how, what we're going to expose her to and not arguing in front of her. And here I am just <laughs> belting it out. Um, but I just wanted to make sure he knew that I was actually accomplishing all of those things. And, um, I said, you know, some things I probably shouldn't have said, like, unlike you, I actually start projects (laughs) and I do finish them. So yeah, I had a, that was a, I don't have hot mess moments very often, uh, but that was a big one. So conveniently it was today. (laughs) And like probably all of your neighbors were home because people can't go out. (laughs) The neighbors out front, I live, I live like in a very close knit community and we all know each other really well. And they're all out front in their yard, like 
like talking and sitting in lawn chairs. <laughs> so, yeah, oh. that was my. So I I probably will not end up apologizing for that one. Sometimes you gotta let it out, girl. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst food. They come home and it's like you weren't here. You don't know what's going on and how my mind is multitasking. I feel like as moms, we there's so much multitasking. But that's just speaking for you because usually I am yeah. half a lot of things happen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry you don't know what it feels like to be able to multitask because your brain doesn't even work that way. <laughs> That's yes. Um, well, if you are okay with it, we have a little game to play to kind of wrap up the sure. evening on a fun note. Um, I'm ready. Be um, rapid fire questions, so just answer as quickly as you can think. Nothing too stressful, I promise. All gonna be it's called last thing. So, what was the last thing you ate? Um, it was one of those delicious bars from Costco, they're like no sugar paleo. Whole 30 or something. Mm. <laughs> um, what about the last thing you drank? Uh, water. I just took a sip. <laughs> um, what was the last thing you said to your daughter? Um, good night. Oh, probably I love you. <laughs> um, what about the last movie you watched? Oh, gosh. Um... My husband started oh, the race car one, Ferrari, Ford first Ferrari, or yeah, it's a new one. Okay. I don't watch movies, but I sat there and supported him. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. That counts. Um, what was the last thing you Googled? Oh, gosh, should I look? Um, I'm pretty sure it was. So I don't, I try not to Google very often, but it was what I have been with the coronavirus is I just Google coronavirus Whatcom County. And I just look at the Whatcom County site and the cases and all it says is how many confirmed, how many negative and how many deaths. And it's just those three things. And so that's probably the last thing on my Google. Yeah. Mine's probably like, can you get coronavirus through the phone? <laughs> Just kidding, but probably. Well, maybe if someone coughed, coughed on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, when was the last time you took a vacation? Uh, we just had a staycation um, about three or four weeks ago. Um but vacation, mm, I could not tell you. You yeah. need a vacation. <laughs> yeah. um, what was the last song you listened to? Um, gosh, my husband probably had like reggae on this evening, but I was like literally not listening to anything, including the music he was listening to. Um, uh, I couldn't tell you what song, but 
I listen to California Honey Drops Station on Pandora. Nice. So that's the last thing that was on. Okay, nice. Um, what was the last thing you created? Um, I could probably show you. Well, I was just working on this. Um, you guys can see it, but listeners can't. This bead, I placed it in this square. Um, so a pair of earrings was the last thing I created. <laughs> Pretty. Awesome. Um, what was the last text message you sent? Mm. I follow a an amazing Instagram account. Uh, you guys need to write this one down. The dot holistic dot psychologist. She is incredible. Forbes just did a write up about her. Um, but she, I, I get her text message alerts and she sent me one. So I forward it to like five people today. Nice. Nice. Um, okay. And last one. Um, what was the last concert you attended? Hmm. It was Nikki Bloom, who is one of my favorite singers at the Wild Buffalo. And that was a couple months ago. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was it for my game. So <laughs> thank you nice. for fun. Along. Yeah, got yeah. You. That was fun. Yes. All right, you guys. Well, that about wraps up the podcast. Um we will leave a lot of these resources in the show notes. So mm-hmm. I'll get with you, Megan, for names and, and things like that. And we'll put those in the notes for everybody. Um, yeah, I thought of the book name. It's not fear. I'm like, okay. that would be the worst book name. It's dare. D-A-R-E. Okay. Um, but I also have, I have kind of a little list I made on this and I'll give it to you later of just a couple books that have been really um, great for me uh, and helpful. And then some links to some of these uh, websites that I've told you guys about and people and their names. I'll get you all of them. Perfect. Thank you so much. And where can people find you if they want to check out your businesses, follow along with what you're doing? Um, so in, Instagram's the best way, especially with jewelry. I post there first and then I post to my website um my instagram handle is megan lynn travis and megan lee designs will come up which is my business i mix personal and business together i don't know if that's the greatest thing um baby clothing uh gentle cycle baby company is my uh used gently used baby clothing i also sell new it's whatever i can find um that is on Instagram. I just have the page. Um, but you'd have to message me because uh the local moms just come over to my house and shop my inventory. Um oh. you can also find my jewelry at the greenhouse in Bellingham, oh. Serendipity in Fairhaven, and Sojourn on Railroad are the three stores that I sell my jewelry at. Awesome. That's awesome. I love your jewelry, by the way. I'm I need to get Thank some you. stuff from you. You you ship you. too, or is it just local? Oh no, I ship. Okay. Um, I have a free local pickup option for people in Whatcom County. You can save five dollars on shipping and pick up your order, um, or I ship anywhere. Awesome, perfect, awesome. Well, you guys make sure you follow Megan's accounts and stay tuned for 
post of us wearing her jewelry because <laughs> I've been meaning to contact you to get some. Uh, I love I love earrings and especially and I love everything that you post. Um, Thank. Yeah, and then if you guys want to follow along with us, you can follow my real estate page at Keeping It Real Estate Three Sixty. And you can follow Boss Ladies and Babies on Instagram, Facebook, and check out our community at Boss Ladies and Babies group on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. And you can follow along uh, with my embroidery business at Piper's Designs and Embroidery on Facebook and Instagram. And um, my like personal mom blog account at Fixer Ups and Sippy Cups. Nice. Yeah. Thank you guys again. And this was fun. I'm glad we went there. Feels good to just get it all off the chest. And I'm excited to share all these resources. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Bye guys.